we're in an era of rapid change where resilience is vital. The Devoot for Thought podcast dives into the most important topics in government and technology today. Our host, Devoot Goats, sits down with his vast network of colleagues to dish on the tech challenges that affect us all. Follow this podcast on your favorite platform and join the conversation by sharing it on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Direct Technologies Davood for Thought podcast. I'm Davood Goats, and I will be your host today. The way I stay up with the pressing topics of tech and government of today is to tap into the panel of experts I've had the honor of connecting with over the years. Today, we have Dr. Chris Lee joining us on the podcast. Dr. Lee has a doctorate in organizational psychology and is currently the president of Chris Lee Consulting Group. Dr. Lee's dissertation work fueled her desire to help organizations to apply a human-centered approach to managing organizations, enabling both individuals and the organization to thrive. She is very passionate about operationalizing organizational health. We are especially excited to have her with us today because she's a direct technology partner on organizational change management engagements. Without going into too much of your background, Dr. Lee, I want to first of all welcome you to this episode of Dawood for Thought podcast and ask you to tell us about your background and for someone who doesn't know about your area of expertise, please give us a brief overview of what you do. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, David. Such a pleasure to be here. Yes, uh, so my, my area of study has been in organization development. My doctorate is in organization development. So it's basically the, the study of how people work together inside of their organizations. And uh, so I've had a passion around org development probably all of my life without even knowing that it was there until I realized that it was an actual study and an actual practice. So my background is really a combination of org development or OD. Um, You might see that on my LinkedIn page. So org development, organizational change management, and training and development. So those are my three areas of, I'll say, deep expertise and practice um, that I offer also in my my business. So org development, uh, I can just explain a, a bit about what each of those things are. I mean, I think everyone has a good sense of training and development. Org development is really about improving and developing the organization from a human-centered approach. And this is really to understand the relationships, leadership, the kinds of processes inside of organizations that need um, to be in place to allow the organization to meet its mission. So um, org development is really about improving the organization from a human, from a human perspective. And there are lots of ways to do that, including some diagnostic work. So I actually do quite a bit of diagnostic work in terms of understanding what um, issues might be happening, let's say on a leadership team, um, any, any type of organization. I do the same type of first step, which is diagnostic work to really understand what is happening, 
what's working well, what, what is causing them a little bit of, of pain. I use the term organizational pain, which is my, my way of saying that things aren't exactly how we want them to be, um, but we can examine it with, with the idea of really trying to improve the organization overall and the relationships between everyone, all, all of the people inside. So high level, that's, that's org development. And org change management is, I'll say, related, very closely related to org development. But org change management, or OCM, people uh, might be familiar with that acronym. But org change management is typically, um, I'll say, on project-related activities. So my work has been, much of the time, with, with different state departments understanding what their technology needs are and helping on the human side of change, which is helping all of the end users, all of the stakeholders, everyone who is impacted by a technology change to help them to feel confident and competent in the future state, whatever that future state might be. And the future state is usually after the organization has decided to invest in some type of technology. So org change management is, is a human side of change and typically done uh, within large, large projects. Not always large projects, but uh, mostly. And then training and development is really a complement to both OD and OCM, especially in, in the kind of client engagements that I do. Excellent. Thank you, Dr. Lee. Um, and you provide these services to both public and private sector clients, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. I do. Very good. Uh, what emerging trends are you seeing in your field that uh, we should be paying more attention to? What's been happening recently? Well, I, I've seen one. One thing I've seen is, I'll say some. I'll say social movement that's happening of a really steep increase of awareness about the importance of civility and respect in, I'll say, all aspects of our lives. And so it could be from um, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. It could be related to any type of social movement um, that, that is happening. Maybe things have been um, sort of bubbling under, under the surface for a while, but suddenly it's a social issue that that is important and we might be hearing about that in the news. How that translates to our workplace is generally in the form of policy, procedure. It can translate in the form of new positions that become available and become important to the organization. So you might see um, many, many organizations really uh, realize they they may realize that they needed to focus a little bit more on their diversity and inclusion functional area within human resources, for example. So those kinds of things are tied together both in what's happening inside of our organizations and what's happening in our world at large. So um, that's, that's definitely a trend. And I think it's a good trend, by the way. I think it's a very good trend. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. And one other thing I, I see is... Um, maybe I'll say a little concerning to me um, with regards to the um, organizational change management 
work. I think that OCM work is important and it's if it's done well, it's it really does help inside of an organization. But what is concerning for me is that the term OCM and OCM practitioners may not really account for, I'll say the theoretical underpinnings of what happens in our collective psychology and our individual psychology when we are going through massive changes um, in our workplace. And so there's this, there's a notion that change management can be planned and implemented and all you need to do is make, make a plan to change people's professional life at work and that you simply implement that. But what is missing sometimes is that we are working with human beings and human systems. And that that's a that's a something I've been paying attention to because OCM is becoming more understood. But at the same time, I feel like we are forgetting that we're we're working with human beings inside of human systems in the workplace. So that's that's a trend that I'm I'm paying attention to just and I, I throw my voice into the hat uh, whenever I can to, to make sure that people understand if we're not dealing with machines at work, we're dealing with human beings. Exactly. Very true. I'm glad to hear that civility and respect is one of the trends. And uh, definitely, we are all working with humans, uh, even if it's machines, humans programmed them, made them, etc. Yes. So. Great, thank you. Um, at Direct Technology, we always talk about um, how we are going to get a project done, but we also ask why we are doing what we are doing. So what is your why? By that I mean, what motivates you in your work? Yeah, that's a great question. And if it's, if it's okay, I'll tell a short story. And this goes back to, um, I'll say my initial attraction to org development without even knowing what it was. Please but do. It was, it was many, many years ago. Um, I was in community college and there was a restaurant that was opening up where I lived. I lived in, in the East San Francisco Bay area. And there was a restaurant that was opening up and it was um, the best place to work in terms of uh, the amount of money that you would make. So I was, I was a server. I was accustomed to sort of this cash, sort of a cash lifestyle. And this restaurant was opening up and it was, it was like the, the best place possible to work. And I happened to miss in one, in one weekend, I missed the advertisement for, for the hiring of, of the entire staff, the entire restaurant got hired like within a matter of two days. And I just happened to be away that weekend. So I was desperate and I went to my, I had, I was in a hotel and restaurant uh, training program at Contra Costa College. And I went to my instructor and I said, do you happen to know anyone at this restaurant? And he introduced me to one of the managers there. And um, so through this introduction, I went in probably every other day and sat at the counter and was asking, you know, when is the next opening, you know, so I was there, I was probably the most persistent person that they had ever met, because I, I really wanted to work there. So 
I did get hired and I was very happy about being hired and and I was grateful uh, for this connection. And this the manager that hired me, um, all of a sudden, he his whole demeanor changed with me. And he would speak to me in a way that I was shocked by. And he would say things like, hey, Chris, go over and uh, bust that table. And if you don't do it right away, I'm going to fire you. And he would, he would punctuate every request that he had for me with a threat to fire me. Wow. And, and I, was, <laughs> I was so shocked. And, and I couldn't figure out why he would uh, speak to me this way and why he didn't remember how hard I had tried to get this job. And, and so um, I, I finally decided I'm going to just speak to him straight. And I, so I said, you know, um, Brian, I don't know if you remember how much I wanted to work here. And he, he kind of, he relaxed a little when I said that. And I said, I want you to know that I'm really grateful for, for the opportunity to work here. I really do want to work here. And you really don't have to threaten me ever. If you ask me to do something, I'm, I'm happy to do it. If, if I can, if I can't, if I can't do it, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, so I spoke as plainly as that to him, which was terrifying for me at the time because I was very young, but I did. And his whole, his whole physical self, he completely relaxed. And then he started to smile and he goes, oh yeah, oh yeah, Chris, yes, yes, yes. And um, from that moment on, we were fine. We were totally fine. And uh, we had a very good relationship after that. Now, I was probably, I was probably in my very early 20s when this happened. And from that time, I wondered why, why did he feel the need to um, be so authoritative with me? And why did he think that threatening me was the only way to motivate me. So these were questions that came into my mind at that moment. Um, and I've had these types of questions for my entire life. But I realized that back then, um, I wanted, I really wanted to understand how people work together, how they cooperate together and collaborate together, and the role of leadership and management in running the operations and, and the impact of of that role, those are important roles, leadership management roles, I use those terms synonymously. But from that early story, I have been fascinated with how people work together um, for positive outcomes and, and also sometimes not so positive outcomes. But that was my, my real genesis of why for me. Because I was yeah. so interested in this. So that's thanks for <laughs> long story. <laughs> no, that's great. It's all about the storytelling. And what a great story to talk about what motivates you. So but fantastic. That's great. Uh, the next two words that I want you to ponder are inspiration and innovation. I'm sure you work with your team, with teams uh, in the projects that you're involved with. Uh, what inspires innovation on your team? So 
So um, the, the use of technology um, is, is required now. It's, it's one of the things that um, we, we are, even on, even on a team that is working together, um, doing the same work regularly, they have to learn how to use uh, new tools. And so innovation in part is a necessity for the adaptation to the changes in technology and the tools that that teams need to use. So there's, there is the, I'll say the element of needing to be innovative so that you can learn the tools that you need to be able to perform uh, your, your role, your duties um, on a team. And I think along with that is, is the, the real support and the training and the coaching kinds of things that, that sort of wrap around the need to learn new, new technology. So in terms of overall innovation, I think some of it's necessary. We just have to be ready to, to, to learn new things and use new tools, but also to be able to feel good about that and to be able to have um, real confidence and competence around using new tools, which, which make us feel like we can, we can learn something new. The, the more successful we, we are uh, to innovate and use something new the, the you know, one time, then, then we feel more comfortable the next time. So um, some, some of these things I think are just a way of life to be innovative, but I also think that creating an environment to be able to learn new tools um, is a necessary complement. Exactly. Well, um, we all have to use technology these days. And uh, as you said, uh, definitely innovation is a necessity. And uh, I'm glad to hear that uh, organizational development is not just process improvement and talking about processes and it uses technology as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So if um, people were hearing about your um, interests or background, what is something that would surprise people about your interests or background? Well, you know, uh, this is this is probably um, a, a little bit about my um, my upbringing, but I think it's it's relevant to the person that I've I've become today. And um, as a child, I lived in India for five years, and from that experience and from my my close relationships um, with my my adopted father's family. There's, there's this real affinity that I have for, for India, for the Indian, uh, for Indian cuisine, Indian culture, and I know it's not, it's not a singular, it's not a singular cuisine and a singular culture, but I'm, I'm going to lump it together for now. But um, I, I really have a deep connection uh, with, with India from spending time there, and so that, that has sort of grown grown into what I believe is sort of a multicultural um, part of my personality. I, I'm very comfortable working with people from um, other countries around the globe. I have, I have lots of friends and colleagues in different places, and I really value the opportunity to learn from people um, around, around our wonderful planet, just, just because I know that 
people think about things differently. Their frames of reference um, are very different than what I have. So I have colleagues that say that I'm a, I'm a multicultural person and I take that to mean that's a good thing and, and a very positive thing. But I think that came from my um, early, early uh, life in India. Excellent, yeah. I'm a multicultural uh, person and uh, I definitely see that as a good thing. Uh, uh -huh. We can um, talk with and uh, be with different uh, um, colleagues uh, from different backgrounds, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And my last question, Chris, where can people find you and keep tabs on what you're working on? How can people support your work? Well, thank you. Um, I am definitely on LinkedIn. I'm very, I'm very active on LinkedIn, and it's, it is my, the, my name that will be posted here. So, Chris Lee, that's my, that is my name on LinkedIn. And then my consulting firm, I do have a website, and it is Chris Lee Consulting. And it's K-R-I-S-L-E-A consulting.com. So I'd love um, any visits there. I do have a, a nice white paper that I've got uh, for people that are interested in my dissertation research, which I like to share uh, with, with anyone who's interested in understanding what I consider, I call it the vital signs of healthy organizations. So happy to share that if you come out to the website. Perfect, perfect. Well, um, we have a practice around organizational change management at Direct Technology, and Dr. Lee is our chief expert. Um, we have a motto at Direct Technology also, uh, we call it the human side of tech. And it's because we uh, also do work with organizations, companies, departments, uh, public sector entities on the human aspect of org development. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Lee. And uh, thank you listeners out there for joining us as well. We will see you all in the next episode of Davut for Thought, where we will shed more light on the human side of tech.